Hello there, lovely listener. It's Caitlin from the Pet Photographers Club here today with another awesome interview. This is actually one of my favorite interviews that we have ever recorded. We're chatting to Andrew Helmet from Photo Biz X, all about how to use video marketing in your business. Now, Andrew does currently have his daily vlogging challenge, which is a great way for photographers to learn more about video marketing and get comfortable with that. Um, we interviewed Andrew and he just shared so much about how you can successfully use video marketing that I was really, really impressed. And I've actually personally um, signed up to take part in his daily vlog challenge. Now we're going to chat more about that in the interview, so stay tuned to learn more about it. But I wanted to jump in ahead of uh, when the interview starts to just let you know that I I am personally, like I've paid to be in involved in the challenge because I just really believe in what Andrew's doing. And if you're listening to this before September, then if you sign up too, we can, you know, go through and do the group together. So I figured I'd let you know that I was doing it because you can let Andrew know that you want to be in a group. And if there's another pet photographer going to do it, which I'm sure you probably are after you listen to how awesome Andrew is, um, then we may as well do it together. So yeah, we'll put a, a link to where you can sign up to the daily vlog challenge. I just think it's really great way to get to know more about video marketing, which as we all know, that's the way of the future. So yeah, without any further ado, let's dive into the interview because as I said, Andrew shares so much. You're gonna love this one. There's so much actionable advice here and yeah, enjoy. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club with your hosts, Caitlin and Kirsty. Tune in as experts share their insights to help grow your business with higher sales, creative marketing, and kick-arse business strategies. Now on to the show. Cool. Hello and welcome to the Pet Photographers Club. I'm Caitlin J. McCall. And I'm Kirsty McConnell. And today we have an interview for any photographers hoping for an insight into how to get attention on your business and use video. Our guest today is one you will recognize if you're a long time listener of our podcast or if you listen to the Frodo BizX uh, podcast of which he hosts. It is Australian-based wedding and portrait photographer, Andrew Halmich, who's been in business for over 20 years. He owns Impact Images and today he joins us to discuss how utilizing video in your marketing can help your business. Welcome to the Pet Photographers Club, Andrew. Hello, ladies. It's Welcome. nice to be back. Welcome yes. back, I should have said. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Um, so, yeah, we, we've had you on the podcast before. Definitely go back and listen to that one, guys, because Andrew is a wealth of knowledge, but we're really excited. We've seen that you've been doing a lot of um, – education and information recently about how to use video in your marketing. And I think that's like quite a overwhelming kind of scary um, area of marketing for a lot of photographers. We're more comfortable on the other side of the lens. So putting ourselves out there can be really intimidating. So I'm really interested to dive in um, to everything that you're doing. Maybe before we do start, in case anyone's not familiar, if you give like a little brief introduction to to what 
you do um, and then let's chat video. For sure, for sure. So, uh, yeah, I've been a photographer for over 20 years. I'm on the central coast of New South Wales in Australia, uh, mainly shoot weddings and family portraits, kids, a little bit of commercial work as well because I've been in business for so long. So a lot of those clients come back for, for commercial shoots. Uh, I think about eight years ago I started Photo Biz X and have been recording weekly interviews with photographers from around the world ever since, including having both you ladies on the show in the past. And um, yeah, look, I've, I love that I get to do both, both parts of the business, the photography side and also the, the podcasting. Yeah, we can relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, why don't you tell us what prompted you, because um, we do want to focus on um, how you're using video um, in your business and how other photographers are too. So maybe you can tell us what prompted you to start using video in your marketing and more so how you're using it for impact images um, now. For sure. So I guess that the main reason I wanted to start using video was because it's such an easy way to make a connection with your prospective client, but also a way to for me to share my knowledge about my local area so I can give great advice to my... <laughs> to my uh, potential clients, you know, whether that's location advice, um, choosing other services. I mean, as photographers, we, we build up so much knowledge and we share it. We tend to share it with our clients once they book us. And I started using what I, what I, what I know and sharing that via Facebook as Facebook ads. And then, you know, creating, I guess, um, uh, a space or creating, um, what would you call it? Uh, this this point of view where where people could see me as the local expert in in my local area when they're looking to book a wedding photographer because I could talk about the fact that I knew where to go if it was raining, where to go if it was windy, uh, which are the best uh, hair and makeup artists to book if you're booking a wedding. So. I, it was an easy way to share that information. So that we started doing that, but then when I what I realised is that was really scary for some people to get on video and actually share that advice on video. So everyone liked the idea of sharing it, but they just didn't want to record the videos. So that's how we sort of led down that path. I remember, gosh, you're really ahead of the curve on video. I remember it must be like eight years ago or something listening to a Photo Biz X episode where you were chatting about the power of creating videos where you're the expert. I think from memory it was, you know, going around to different locations and then you could upload that to YouTube and then obviously that then helps your SEO as well. But I feel like you've been doing video for a long time. Um, I want to dive into two, my brain is blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I want to dive into a couple of different things. First, you mentioned that you're, you're creating these videos chatting about different aspects of wedding photography, establishing yourself as the expert and then using that as Facebook advertising. So can you sort of chat to us about what that looks like for you in Impact Images? Yeah, so to be to be totally honest, I'm doing less of this for Impact Images now. I'm doing more of it for Photo Biz X, but, mm -hmm. but I know a lot of other photographers that I'm helping to do it with their businesses. So what we would do is record videos using our – I mean, you, you can do this as basic – basically as you possibly can using your mobile phone. You don't need to have uh, fancy camera equipment, fancy audio equipment. You can literally use your mobile phone and you can do it on location. You can do it from behind your desk, behind your computer. You can do it anywhere. And it's just sharing your 
your knowledge one piece at a time and uh, you're, you're aiming to make a connection and position yourself as an expert to your potential client. Once you have the video, you upload it onto your Facebook page and then from there you create an ad. So if I'm targeting engaged women in my local area, then I will upload that video to my Facebook page. I'd go into the ads manager, create an ad targeting engaged women in my local area uh, that have been engaged for three or six months and have those videos pop up in front of them. So that that's one way to do it. The other way is to have uh, a retargeting series of ads. So if someone comes to my website because it already ranks well on Google, then once someone makes that visit, then I go on and retarget them with an additional follow-up ad. So they come to my website, they have a look around, they leave for whatever reason, then I continue to pop up on their Instagram feed or their Facebook feed and they see me, my face, giving that advice, giving those tips, being helpful. So that's two different ways to use those videos as ads. So Andrew, would you be using that same video um, in other ways that aren't ads per se, like maybe Instagram stories, Facebook stories, blog, these kind of places as well, or you're shooting them specifically to be turned into an ad of some form? So I, I'm always thinking advertising, but yes, I mean, you can absolutely use it as uh, as a story video, a video uh, in your stories. I tend to upload mine to YouTube because I like the SEO juice, plus it, it lives on there forever. I can always refer back to it. Uh, I, and then I, from, from a YouTube video, I'll create a blog post and I'll embed the YouTube link onto my blog post, but I also have some copy there as well because I want to rank well with Google, which needs text copy for SEO. So yeah, look, you can, you can use these video, you can repurpose these videos in, in multiple areas. I'm just thinking of, um, you know, the photographer that maybe it's their first go at video. Maybe they're not doing Facebook ads yet and they love the idea, but it might be sounding a bit overwhelming at the moment. So just breaking it down into all those different options is, um, is probably yeah great. And especially how you just said like YouTube being great for SEO. And then maybe you could just um, explain that a little bit to the listener who hasn't, you know, for understood sure. the difference um, yet. Okay. So you've been with YouTube and Facebook ads? Yeah, just the difference of like um, how they might benefit you. Like you said, um, upload to YouTube because that's good for SEO, but then when you put it on your blog, you want to put text. So, yeah, yes. just explain that a little bit more maybe. For sure. And, and you have to remind me because we've dived straight into like the technical side of Facebook ads. There's so many easier ways to use video in your business successfully. So let's, let's cover that in a second. But yeah, so what I'll do is I'll record a video on my phone and it could be like the, the videos that Caitlin alluded to that I recorded, I think, eight years ago. And I just went around the, the local areas. I like to shoot wedding photography, which I know are popular to, to brides. And I recorded, you know, two to six minute videos in each of those little locations, upload them to YouTube. And then what I do in YouTube is in the description, you always want to have a link and it has to, you want it to be a hyperlink. So use the HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash and then the URL. And it doesn't have to go back to the actual blog post that you're talking about, but you want it to go back to your website somewhere. It could go to your wedding info page, your wedding pricing page, your wedding gallery, even your homepage. And by adding the link there, the hyperlink into YouTube, we're getting a backlink to our website, which is great. We've also got the video there and then in the description along with the link, I'll, I'll write another mini blog post in the description uh, 
talking about the same thing that I'm covering in the video. Again, that's just helping for, for SEO. Then what I'll do is go to my blog and because the, the, the video is now hosted on YouTube, I don't need to upload it onto my, my website server. So I get to save that space. I get to use the resources supplied by YouTube and you'll get an embed link, which sounds more technical than what it is. All it is is a link that I can add to my blog post. Uh, I use WordPress, but you can use the same, do the same thing with Squarespace or Wix uh, or whatever website you use. And that little link will bring up the YouTube video on my website. So when someone goes to my, my blog post, they, they won't be taken to YouTube. They actually get to see the video sitting on my page on my website. And then in addition to that, I'm going to have some copy Again, a little bit different to what I've written on YouTube, but still covering the same kind of things I cover in the video. Again, that's to help the SEO. So I, I want to be seen as the expert, in this case, for Terrigal Haven Wedding Photography. And if, if the listener Googles that anytime, they Google it now, they'll see that there's four or five videos that come up on the first page of Google. And they were for videos that I recorded eight years ago or six years ago, one afternoon. They, they still rank on page one. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, Andrew, in that you just said one well, one particular thing that caught my attention um, they, amongst all the other great stuff, um, you said that uploading it to YouTube and then embedding it saves space on your website. So does that mean that um, it helps load times as well when your page is loading or it's more for if you've got a limit for how many things you can have uploaded to your actual web hosting both, both. So it's going to it's going to increase your load time because the you know your when someone clicks on that link or wants to watch that video, it's not your server having having to bring up that information that video. It's just drawing it straight from YouTube, and they have super fast servers, so it takes up less space. It's uh, it's quicker, and it's using less of your resources that you're actually paying for. Now, a lot of photographers prefer or like to use Vimeo because it it looks prettier. And I totally get that. If I was a videographer, I would be uploading videos to, to Vimeo as well. But anything marketing-wise, I want to use on YouTube because it's better for SEO than Vimeo. It's easy as photographers to let our artists' ego get in the way. But, um, yeah, it's it, YouTube is pretty ugly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, speaking of, um, you know, not letting perfectionism get in the way of things. You mentioned a couple of times that you've just made videos, you know, on your mobile phone. As photographers, it can be, again, easy to get hung up on the idea that, you know, we should be shooting these on our DSLRs, which presumably have video capability. Um, we need to hire a videographer to do this. We need to be setting up the tripod. Do we need to get mics? Like, do you know what I mean? That We start to get all these hurdles in place because we feel like if we're going to create a video it has to be the same level as the photography that we're putting out but are you saying that really it's just better to be creating the content and it doesn't have to be beautifully filmed yeah, hundred percent. And and look, in saying mm -hmm. that, the, the the quality that we're getting out of our phones is so good. I, I would True. say that mics uh, having great sound is almost more important than having good video uh, for this style of video. Because remember, we're not featuring our work here. This is this is us talking to camera, trying to make a connection with our ideal client. And and the way I like to look at this is, 
most photographers, they tell me, and I'm sure you, you girls have heard the same and, and have experienced the same, is when you get in front of a potential client and you actually talk to them face-to-face, most of the time they book us. And it's because you gel with them. We know our, our personalities click, they get our sense of humor, and there's, there's a connection. So we're trying to move that from happening in our studio to happening online, whether that's our blog, whether that's YouTube, whether that's via Facebook ads. I'm just looking to move that experience, that connection forward and have it happen before that potential client has a chance to talk to other photographers. Because generally someone, any photographer they talk to, they're probably going to connect with because we're all pretty nice. So it's really a race to connect first and, and a video helps you do that more easily. And you don't need high tech to do that. And I would actually think that the client might respond to a video that feels more like a friend is chatting to them, more, you know, vlog style on YouTube, rather than it being really clean and feeling more like they're being advertised to, even though they might be being advertised to. I see actually a lot of the time now um, on like YouTube ads, Facebook ads, that sort of thing, that big companies are creating their video ads to look like it's someone's just filmed it on the back of the phone or it's just a, a YouTuber chatting to them, that exactly. sort of thing. Exactly, so, yes. Um, yeah, that's a good point to make that actually the more casual that we can get, the more it will feel like, especially now we're all used to chatting to our friends via video rather than face-to-face. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's cool. And I think maybe another thing that we can tick off the let's not be intimidated, we can just pick up, pick up our phones and make a video. Yeah. And look, and you said something really interesting there, Caitlin, because when, when we go through the daily vlog challenge, I set different tasks every day. And one of the tasks is to use what we call a dog whistle headline. So you're actually calling out your, your ideal client. And what a lot of uh, members say is, oh, that, that one felt really salesy. And if, if these kind of videos are feeling salesy, you're doing them wrong because all we're trying to do is help our prospective clients. So right. give them solutions to if it's if it's raining on the wedding day, if, uh, if, if there's no local uh, off-leash dog parks in their local area, you know, where, where is the best dog groomer in town that they should go to if they want to show their dog? You know, who's the best vet in town? So if you're sharing that kind of information that shouldn't feel salesy, And they are the perfect kind of things to be sharing to make a connection with your ideal client. So you might want on your website, for example, to have a a nicely filmed, here's why you should hire me video. But when we're talking Facebook, we're talking YouTube, it's videos that are helpful to the client in other areas, but related to your photography expertise. Is that that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. We we, we just want them to know that we are a nice person. We're helpful. We know we know our industry. We know we know dogs. We know pets. We know our local area, and, and at the same time, we're making this this personal connection. And they're on our website or seeing our work. So, our work gets shown as a byproduct of, of just being a nice person. Awesome. I can I can try to be a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> so. Just to clarify, then, so if you want to do, say, a studio tour or a product tour of products. Uh, video, um, Andrew, to put on your website, would you be looking at shooting that in the same style? Or do you think that, like Caitlin said, you want to do that as a very professional high-end video and use these other videos with the shot on your phone, et cetera, 
as the connection building or can you get away with now doing a studio tour as uh, um, a more candid approach? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this is a trick question because every um, me and the, and the <laughs> me and the listener, and I'm sure you girls too, would love to have that pro that that pro version of the studio walkthrough and us talking to camera. Uh, that would be amazing. But I would hate to see that um, not being able to produce that stop someone from just doing the handheld phone studio walkthrough to start with. So some, I think one, I can't remember who said it. One of you two said, you know, getting being getting it done is better than perfection. Yeah, getting it done you can always go back and fine tune let's let's chat about maybe um your advice if you don't mind sharing it andrew for people who are nervous about getting in front of the camera do you have anything that might help them out for their first couple of videos yeah it's it's you know what there's no there's no getting around the nerves i mean it just if, if you're a normal human being you're going to be nervous the first time you go on to video record video so i would start with um stories because they disappear after 24 hours and don't try and be salesy just just share some good information and and just start to record don't don't set a time limit don't worry about ums and ahs just share some good advice it could be about a favorite dog lead it could be about um, like i said your 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 favorite vet and experience you have walking your dog anything just conversational just get used to sharing sharing your stories sharing things about you your dog your photography business with your audience start start really really simple yeah, great tip, Andrew, actually, because, yeah, I must say I've been doing stories for a little bit now and I really, like, if I think back to before I did my very first story, how nervous I was and how many takes I would do and, like, delete them straight away. Um, <laughs> and now I'm just like, oh, who cares, you know. <laughs> so I yeah. feel like, um, and probably I'm more confident and a bit better at it. I feel like it would be the, it would be a natural step for me to then go and record something that is much longer and more in detail and, that I want a bit more perfect, but still um, kind of embrace the imperfections as well as a way to build like show humanity, I suppose. Um, yeah, that's right. So yeah, great I, tip. Yeah, it's, it's okay to make little slip-ups and have a laugh at yourself. We do it in real life, so you can do it on video. And, and another little trick you can do and, and what I get um, people to do that are learning this is to say when they – go and do their first story or their first video is to say, hey, I'm in the middle of a challenge and one of the things I have to do is share something that happened to me and my dog while walking this morning. So here we go. And so you've sort of given yourself an excuse to actually get on there and record and and people people, people are generally nice. You're not going to get bagged out <laughs> for just sharing a story. People can just skip past it if they don't want to listen. Yeah, I've seen um – I have a few students from the self-publishing program who must be doing your daily vlog challenge because all of a sudden they're doing these videos and they're just telling stories from their book and and then they've just got better and better. So I think you're right. It's okay to just be human, Um, but it does get easier as we practice more. I do, we have, (laughs) gosh, you always share a lot of content. We are already at our, our halfway point. We have so much more that we want to chat about, but before we leave for part one, um, we've alluded to the daily vlog challenge, but I'm really interested. Do you want to, you know, tell us a little bit about 
what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. And we, we have to talk about email replies and also video testimonials for other businesses before we finish. Okay, but awesome. The, 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 we'll, we'll save that for the <laughs> for part um, two. So if you're a member of the club, we're going to keep chatting. This is just uh, the part one that goes up on iTunes, but let's definitely, yeah, tell us about the Daily Vlog Challenge. Cool. Okay. So it's um, it's a three-week challenge and what it is, it, we do it inside a, a private Facebook group and members are given a, a unit each day, a challenge to, to incorporate. And they've also, they're also given a prompt. So we might start with something super simple, like make sure that you're talking uh, to the camera. So you're actually looking at the lens because a lot of people when they're recording in selfie mode tend to look at themselves on the screen. So there's a few tricks to get around that. And in addition to giving them the, the the tactic that we're practicing, they're also given a prompt. So I tell them what they can talk about or what to talk about. So they're not thinking about what they should be sharing. And then we build up over a three-week period. By the third week, we're, we're doing email video replies to client inquiries. We're creating a retargeting video for a retargeting ad. We're recording testimonials for other businesses. Um, yeah, it gets it's, it's really business-focused. But we're going up in little increments each day. So it's really, really simple. Is that um, with Bonjoro that you're doing? We'll chat more about email replies, but I'm really Bonjour fascinated. Is one way. So I, right. my preference is BombBomb, but I, I don't yeah. think it's the best fit for photographers. Bonjoro or Loom are, are a great way to start. Uh, Kirsty's <laughs> just put me onto Loom, and I cannot believe that I did not find that earlier it's amazing by the way yes. andrew you put me on to loom uh, <laughs> so it's all a circle here um yeah we got our judges to for the international pet Therapy of the year awards to um record their judges choice um feedback um judges choice image feedback through loom if they didn't have another option and caitlin's like what what's loom i was like what how did you know that because of andrew <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and it's free I'm assuming daily vlog challenge, they don't need any fancy equipment from, you know, nope. what you've been chatting, your approaches. Um, pretty cool thing to be doing right now if you're in lockdown. I'm thinking maybe I should do it. <laughs> what else am I going to do for the next four weeks? Exactly. Um, Oh, well, that's fantastic. We'll put a, we'll put a link to that um, in the show notes. We'll put a link to everything, guys. Um, Andrew, as always, shares so much information. So this is another jam-packed actionable interview um we're going to wrap up part one now but if you want to visit the show notes it's the petphotographersclub.com forward slash podcast forward slash zero six zero five for season six episode five we're going to head straight into part two. First of all i want to chat about those email replies because i'm fascinated i don't do anything like that if you are a member of the club you can listen to this full extended episode in the member zone and if you're not a member of the club you can join us today uh, it's just $10 a month and it goes a long way to helping support this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Pet Photographers Club. To subscribe to the podcast, check out other episodes and keep up to date, head to thepetphotographersclub.com.